Hey there, everyone. Thanks for joining me today. You're listening to the Two Paths Podcast. I'm your host, Craig Marcy, certified leadership coach, speaker, and trainer under the John Maxwell program. So glad that you joined me today. I want to explore a fun and a topic that has been interesting to me lately. And just as a forewarning and for clarity and relief of any liability, I am not a scholar and what we're going to talk about today, but I find a lot of it very interesting and really impacts uh, the way that we perceive life, the way that we live life, the choices we make, and what it is that we base those decisions on, on how we're going to live our life. And so I want to take this episode today to talk about the ancient philosophers like Socrates, Plato, and Aristotle. And in further episodes, we'll dive in a little bit more. But today, I just wanted to spend a little bit of time uh, introducing the topic of the ancient philosophers and why it is that they even studied philosophy in the first place. So a lot of research indicates and a lot of the records of history will indicate that the ancient philosophers studied philosophy and they debated and they asked questions and they cross-examined one another and themselves because they truly wanted to learn how to live a life that's worthy of living, that would have a positive impact on the world, that would make them honorable contributors to society. And what I think is different about philosophers of today is it seems like the people of today just like to have the knowledge and be able to brag about how much knowledge they have, but not really live a life that would reflect the knowledge that they have. And that's where the ancient philosophers come in, such as Socrates and Plato and Aristotle, just to name a few of them. What they were striving for is not just the knowledge for the sake of knowledge, but to have a better understanding of what it means to be a good human being and to be able to have a positive impact on the world and, and leave a legacy and uh, their own mark in this world when they're gone. I have a friend who will say often, those who can't do something will teach. Meaning if you're a person tries to be a farmer and they fail at it, they'll teach a class on agriculture. Or a person who um, is not good at uh, make anything up in your industry, wherever you've been, maybe uh, an artist, and so they'll teach a class on artistry, whether it's painting or whatever it may be. And so I find that so relevant today when we talk about, you know, the, 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 the philosophers of today, those who spend all their time in academia and just explore all these topics for the knowledge, but then they really don't do anything with it. Uh, but they do like to talk about it and they do like to let everybody know how much they know about it. Socrates had a very interesting life, uh, and there's actually some controversy about what he was really like. There's not much recorded of what Socrates actually said. What we get is a depiction from Plato and uh, a few other of the philosophers that were around his at his time, and so they share their stories from their own perspectives, and and a couple of them contradict each other. So it's pretty interesting 
Um, but what we do know is that Socrates uh, was an inquisitive person. He kind of came up with this idea of uh, like a cross-examination and not so much to beat somebody up or prove them wrong, but it was more in the spirit of, if that's what you believe, I want to understand why you believe that. Does it make sense? Is it logical? Does it have a positive impact? What's the benefit of it? Where's the value in it for you and for us? What's the point? And so Socrates was known as uh, a person who had really challenged people and their own beliefs and their own thought life. But it was for the sake of, of learning and knowing, not for the sake of proving other people wrong. Again, I think it's a distinction between the scholars of the ancient times versus scholars of today. A lot of times it seems that people want knowledge for the sake of having knowledge and to prove to everybody how much knowledge they have and to prove how right they are and how wrong everybody else is. And so that was Socrates' life. He wanted, he wanted to find out, really, what's the meaning of life? What's the point of life? There has to be a higher calling, a bigger purpose. And so what is it? How do we find it? And then how do we live that out? So I have a screensaver on my computer, and it's actually a quote from Socrates. Um, and it came from a defense that he made. Uh, he was being accused of basically treason, and he was on, on trial for his life. And so he made this argument, and this quote comes from part of his argument. He says, the unexamined life is not worth living. And that's actually a, uh, a saying that I have as my screensaver on my computer. And I found it interesting when I first came across that some time ago, before I even studied Socrates and his life, I, I saw that saying and just it impacted me. And it, it really made me truly examine, you know, what does that mean? And I suppose you could take it down one path and, and look at it from a negative, depressing standpoint and say, well, if I don't examine my life, then it's not worth living. Maybe there's no point to life. The ironic thing is, and if you know anything about Socrates, you'll appreciate the pun there. The ironic thing is that Socrates was saying the exact opposite. Examine your life to find its worth. Take time to figure out who you are. You know, spend time trying to figure out what you're good at, what you're passionate about, what interests you, where do you excel, what areas do you struggle with, what areas do you not enjoy in life. Really examine your life, and as you do that, your own level of awareness will raise, and it makes life worth living because you have a better appreciation and hopefully a better understanding of who you are and how life works and how things in this world work. And so Socrates, he spent his life trying to define what virtue is because he thought if mankind can discover and understand what virtue is, then mankind would be good. They would make moral and ethical decisions that were positive and had a positive impact on the world. But Socrates also said that virtue is a form of knowledge. And so I just want to start 
before we dig into this too far, what it even is virtue? I think we've we've probably heard it before and we have some ideas in our mind, but virtue is defined as conduct that agrees with what is morally right. It could also be defined as the moral excellence of a person. It could be defined as a trait or quality that is deemed to be morally good and thus is valued as a foundation of principle and good moral being. In other words, it's a behavior that shows high moral standards. Uh, It's doing what is right and avoiding what is wrong. Even from a spiritual perspective, it it leads to uh, somebody with good behavior, self-controlled, patient, kind, loving, uh, slow-tempered, even-keeled. That's what virtue is. And so Socrates was spending his life trying to not just know that and discover it, but then how do you live that out in a practical sense every day? And by doing that, is there even a benefit to your life? And so what Socrates came up with is he says, and and again, this is part of his defense in his trial um, right before... um, It was decided that he would be killed. He says that virtue is a form of knowledge. It's a form of taking all of the experiences in life, the conversations, the observations, the intuition, the wiring within our brain, taking all of that knowledge and putting it into practical use for a greater good and perhaps even a greater good than ourselves, and not just advancing ourselves and promoting ourselves, but being a contributing member to society to make society a better place. And so Plato was somewhat of a student for so- for um, under Socrates. And so he spent time in those debates, in those conversations with him. And then after Socrates had passed, Plato uh, started a a university or an institution called the Academy. And it was where he was really focusing in on having these kinds of discussions with young philosophers who were like-minded, who were all trying to grow into the same space and understand life. And so Plato and Aristotle From my research, it kind of seems like the two of them came up with it together, but there are other mentions of other people talking about these four virtues as well, but basically really built on what Socrates had started. They came up with these four virtues, um, courage, moderation, justice, and wisdom. And basically, all things in life should be based on those four virtues. Every decision that we make should be based on and reflect those four virtues. And so I'm not going to go into the four virtues on this episode. Uh, I will in later episodes. So so stay tuned for that because I think they're very um, impactful. I think they're extremely relevant and quite honestly could have a positive impact on our society and our culture today especially when you consider that we're living in such a time when people are trying to find themselves and people are trying to find purpose and people are trying to find relevance. 
I've said this so many times, but in the past few years, anxiety and depression is on the rise like we've never seen in this country before and even in the world. A lot of people are reflecting on life, hopefully doing what Socrates said and, and examining their lives and saying, you know, this isn't where I want to be. I want something different. I want something better. I want to do this. I want to go there. I want to, I want to be this, whatever it is. But hopefully at the same time, also accepting I am who I am today and I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be at this exact time doing exactly what I'm supposed to be doing, but knowing there's something greater yet to come. I love this quote. I've heard it a few times and, and it goes something like this. Wise is the man who plants a tree knowing he'll never get to enjoy the shade of it. Doing something for a bigger cause, a bigger reason that it's going to leave an impact when we're gone. Putting in the work now in life so that the next generation might be better off. You know, as a parent now, I say this, and, and sometimes to a detriment, but I, I say I want my kids to be better off than I am. <laughs> In the negative sense, what I've seen happen to that, it's kind of backfired, is that sometimes my kids get pretty spoiled um, and they become ungrateful for things because I want them to have it better than I did. And so I've got to pull back the reins and have those conversations. But I always want to leave an impact on my children that I want them to do better and be better than I am. And I would be totally okay with that. Because if my great, 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 great grandkids are absolutely amazing people who help people, who serve people, who lead people, who take care of people, then I would like to think it's because I started that with my own kids and they carried that on because they saw the virtue that was there and they lived it and passed that on for generations to come. I'd be totally okay with that. And I think that's kind of why everybody's in the, the mood of searching their souls right now because we all want to make a positive impact. We all want to leave a mark in the world. What are we going to be remembered for? And so as we examine all of this and we think about the knowledge that we have in life, Socrates said it's the that knowledge is the top virtue of all things. Basically, I think of it like, like an umbrella. If the umbrella is knowledge, then all the other pieces are the little prongs that hold the umbrella up, the courage, the moderation, the justice, the wisdom. Those are the prongs that hold that umbrella of knowledge up. And Socrates, I think, was he understood this. Even if he was the only one that got it, he understood that knowledge is a self-awareness. It's a self-awareness of who you are as a person. You know, what, what are you capable of as a person? What do you want to become as a person? Where do you see yourself in the future? And at the same time, acknowledging the shortcomings in your life, 
so that you can either learn how to overcome them or perhaps find somebody that you can delegate those issues to so that you can focus on the things that you're really passionate about. One of the hardest things I think in life, it can be for me and, and because of my personality and how I'm wired, is sometimes you just have to let people go. Sometimes there are going to be people that hold you back. And having that self-awareness to realize that there are friends in your life that are not good friends for you, they're not good people for you, it's hard to let them go. But in the end, it's the right thing to do. And quite honestly, the other piece of it is that people come into our life for a reason and for a season. Have you ever noticed that? I've heard people say that before. People that are a lot smarter than me and have a lot more experience and a lot wiser than me. They're amazing life coaches and business coaches. And they've gone through the same thing where they've realized that people come into your life for a reason and for a season. And so having that self-awareness to embrace the people in your life during that season and being able to let them go when the season is over is the power of knowledge. It's the self-awareness to recognize the situation and being able to respond to it appropriately that's going to have a, a positive impact on your life without holding you back. The problem is that in life, we can take knowledge. We can know right from wrong. We can know what we should and shouldn't do. But it doesn't mean that we're going to do that, right? Like, I'm sure you would agree with me. Think about it. If you've ever been on a diet, you know you need to cut back on your carbs or you need to exercise more or you need to eat more protein or you need to get more fruits and vegetables. You need to drink more water. Like, you know those things, but doing them is totally different. If you set out a goal and say, this is what I want to do by the end of 2023. And you know the steps to get there, but then you don't do anything about it. You're not going to reach that goal. So taking that head knowledge and transferring into heart knowledge is actually a big step. It's a big process. In the Bible, that was one of the biggest distinctions between the Jewish nation, those who were scholarly that were called the, the Pharisees, because they studied the law and they knew the Old Testament and they had it memorized. And there were 600 plus more laws that they had to memorize and live by. They had all of the head knowledge of how to live, but they didn't have the heart knowledge of why any of it mattered. And the same thing can happen to us. We know in our heads where we want to go, what we want to do, who we want to be. We know what our goals are. We can talk about our goals. We can, we can be in accountability groups. We can you know, create our own vision boards. We can write our goals down and hang them on the bathroom mirror. 
We can do all of these things, but if we don't take the action to get there, then it's it's somewhat pointless. It's it's meaningless. And that was one of the greatest attributes of Socrates is that he was saying having all of the wisdom, all of this knowledge and not doing anything with it was meaningless. There was no value to it. It didn't make a person better just because he had the knowledge. It didn't help society because somebody knew all the right answers. Think about this. The next time you're in a room, especially if it's for work, and you want to know who's really in control in your department or your division or within the company, and you're in a a business meeting, when somebody speaks, look to see how many people look at that person who's speaking. Sometimes that'll be a pretty good indication about who's in charge and who's who's not leading well. Because you'll have people who will talk a lot and nobody really follows them. But then you'll have somebody else who says something and everybody turns their head and they pay attention because that person doesn't just talk the talk, but they walk the walk and people will follow that. And so the challenge for us, first off, is to not just have the head knowledge, but to take it and transfer it into action. Having the knowledge is a fantastic step. It's a, it raises our level of self-awareness to recognize who we are, where we are, what the situation is. So that is good. But then it has to transfer into action. Just like Socrates, Plato, Aristotle, all of them, they sought this out because they wanted to live a virtuous life. One that was morally excellent, that had value, and that more importantly, maybe, added value to those around them. And so that's the first challenge I want to bring out today is we start to examine philosophers, the challenge about knowledge. First, finding that knowledge, however you have to do it, whether it's getting into masterminds, reading books, listening to podcasts, finding a mentor, however it is, seek and find the knowledge but then determine how that's going to impact your life so that you live different, so that you live a virtuous life, a morally excellent life that has a positive impact not only on you, but those around you, and is not only valuable, but adds value to those around you. And so next time we'll get into the four virtues, courage, moderation, justice, and wisdom, and talk about them a little bit more. But today, I just want you to focus on knowledge. And you have to remember that it's up to you. Nobody can make you do it, just like nobody can make me diet. Nobody can make me train for a marathon. It's all on me. I have to do it. And so you have to decide. And as you're exploring knowledge and the impact of it and what you can do with it, I want to challenge you to choose the path that will make all the difference.